Our search led us high and low. We researched more historical figures and societies than we had for Hawkman, but Inza seemed convinced that through all of this we would find Dr. Fate. I was beginning to feel that instead of looking for Fate, we'd need to start looking for his more civilian identity, Kent Nelson. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Matthew. And we're the DC Detectives, and it is our job to go back through the annals of DC Comics history and chronicle the evolution of all your favorite heroes from start to every reversible finish. Now, we're going to do a little something different. I'm going to get a little topical. Oh, dear. And by topical, I mean recent, the DC Comics world. Matthew, I would like you to actually go on your computer right now and look at the Doctor Fate reveal trailer for Injustice 2. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. For those of you listening at home, please go on any preferred video sharing site, probably YouTube. Uh, but Dr. Fate got announced last week as of when we were recording this, so maybe, yeah, last week or the week before, uh, as the new character in Injustice 2, and I think it's worth checking out. Uh, pause for, for you. station identification. Yeah, pause for station identification. One second. Welcome back. Those are some Protoss ass sound effects. Yeah, it was. It's interesting. I he's taking the place of uh, I think Zatanna in this game. Oh, they're actually removing her. I don't know. I mean, I'm bad. judging by her uh, his move set and what I remember of hers. It seems like they're kind of doing a swappy swap. But then again, she could also be in the a game swappy swap. Yeah, with the hand motions. Um, and <laughs> for those who can't see at home, I did a thing with my hands and. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, because cause Arrow, Lantern, and a bunch of other people from the previous game uh, are in this one as well, so it's possible that she's in it too, but it just seems like he's doing the same movesets as her, which I just find interesting. Um, really cool. Looks good. It's definitely onk fate. Yeah. <laughs> but still punchy. A little bit, yeah. A little so bit. I, a little bit. Mostly, mostly magic, but a little bit of close combat. Yeah. Which I guess you kind of have to do in a... In, in a Mortal Kombat engine game. Right. And I dig it. I think it's kind of cool that that's a... For whatever reason, they were like, mm, this one. And I was like, yeah. yeah, sure. So, for those of you who have, for whatever reason, found this podcast, because you're like, who the hell is this dude? <laughs> and this podcast has come up because metadata and tags and stuff. Um, hi! This is what we do. And welcome. And I'm an Injustice fan. And I'm excited to see this character that I'm reading about actually be in the game now. And kind of be like, ooh, that's an interesting thing. Like, he ta- like his super move is he takes someone to the Tower of Fate. And I think that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. I'm trying to remember. Was Injustice 1 on the current gen platforms? Or was that before uh, it is that n- came out? It is now backwards compatible on Xbox One. But I it that. launched on 360? Uh, but it launched on 360, PS3, oh, wow. and computer. Okay, so, you can so get they actually on... did have to do like a an engine overhaul, probably. Yeah. So wow. you can you can get the deluxe edition of all of the of Injustice One on like Steam or like I said, it's backwards compatible. So if you find an old 360 version and, and you've got a, a one, you can play it. So you can probably get it for cheap as opposed to buying you know the Xbox One like you know HD mm-hmm. update, uh, and it's a fun game. I mean the story is really interesting. I would also suggest reading the Injustice comic. Really, really, really good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Injustice too. So we're gonna yeah. little little weird start off for us at the beginning yeah. here for doing something a little bit you know topical in comics news, especially since it's dealing with Doctor Fate, who we're not done with <laughs> until at the end of this episode. Then we're done with him until the JSA. I feel. 
That seems like a like, likely turn of events. Uh, boy bands aside, I think we should just <laughs> jump right into it. And uh, Joanne's looking ready. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of issues we go through in this one. I want to say a little bit over twenty. That seems likely. Like these are all still this. I think maybe one of them is longer than the others for whatever reason. It seems like he got a feature piece in one issue, but other than that, it's the same. Like. 12 pages? Up until like the last few, which were like six for whatever reason. Oh yeah, those were quick, weren't they? Yeah, so I don't know what that was about, but we'll get to that. Starting now. Okay. Uh, More Fun Comics, number 76, February 1942. Uh, A man who has a penchant for chess-themed crime um, decides... Is that how you pronounce that? That's how I pronounce it, penchant. The... I know people say penchant. I've never heard penchant, but it's, but it's probably a French-derived super word. Super posh. No, I, I don't. It's not See, British. The, I'm just saying it. Po- no, it just like... the thing about posh is that it it needs to be recognizably like elegant and upper class and highfalutin like that. I I don't know. I don't know I'm either. Curious. I've just always said it penchant because I heard it's pronounced like that in Shanghai Nights. Oh, wow. By Arthur Conan Doyle <laughs> ca- uh, and says it. I don't know. That's how. And since, since then, I have always said it. P.S. Probably, that's probably how it's pronounced. Probably. But... <laughs> don't know. We'll never know. Science will never know. Science will never have an answer for us. We'll never know. You just keep telling yourself that. I will. Uh, back to Chessman, uh, not of Mars. This guy essentially just wants to have a weirdly violent human version of wizard's chess with real people. It's just really strange, and he kidnaps a bunch of innocent people and Dr. Fate and Inza, and he's like, uh, fight your way through this chess game and my mobsters. No real reason for any of it, other than just kidnapping for the sake of him having a human chess game, which I feel like he could easily achieve if he just, like, put out flyers in Central Park or something. Yeah, but it wouldn't have the same level of satisfaction. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be to the death. Yeah, I guess if that's what whatever boats your float, man. More fun comics number seventy seven, March nineteen forty two. A man with a painting containing a pocket dimension tries to do something to two of Doctor Fate's friends. It's very unclear why. Um, also, there's a giant in the pocket dimension, and it's it, essentially his friends come into this is Kent's friends, Kent and Inz's friends come into possession of a very ancient Chinese painting that you can step inside of and they sell it because they've why would one why would you ever test that you can do that because you're never going to just touch a painting so yeah obviously it's going to go unnoticed for a while and they're like oh uh some guy's coming to appraise our artwork oh look this is worth a lot of money here now we can afford to get married and stuff and i was like yeah that seems pretty reasonable and then this guy sends people after them for reasons like i guess he's trying to do away with the people who know about the painting that seems to be what his plot is. It's all very flimsy and stupid. Mm-hmm. But bottom line is, fate gets put in the painting at one point as well, and there's a giant, vaguely Chinese giant. Yeah. It's it's a Chinese painting originally. The thing that I found entertaining was just how old this damn painting is. Right. Because it's specifically, A, okay, it was made in China, so obviously they're going to go old. But they specifically mention it as being from the Ming period. Right. Which ended in 1683 which is like 300 years prior to this comic um also i remember how i said it only takes one weird racist thing to make this go bad and it took it was literally the second story we read and this this asian man's accent was terrible and racist yeah and i think he only showed up for one panel he did but like but 
we'll, we'll see a couple of those throughout. Like, it's not, that's the thing. It's so quick, and it's rarely the highlight of the story. So I don't feel horrible about it. Like, I give it yeah. the not-too-horribly-racist yeah. award. Uh, like, the the little, like, fake spray-paint gold participation trophy. Right. It's it's the uh, you-tried star with comic yeah. sans on it. It's that, essentially. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. way to go, Gardner, you tried. Like, I think the worst is actually how uh, Gardner Fox handles Roma. I think there are two stories with yeah. Roma as the villains. But even then, like, they're not more scammy and underhanded than it's just, other they villains. Happen to it's be just that. yeah, they they are identified and very visibly Roma. Right. And it's like, well, it's not horrible. I'm gonna come back to that later because mm-hmm. that's also something I wanted to talk about. Um more fun comics number seventy eight, April nineteen forty two. Uh the wax figure gang, a bunch of guys dress up this like wax so figures good. in a museum this and pretend so to be like old timey villains like Captain Kid, Jesse James, Goliath, and Nero, and they rob people. It's just it's fun. It's probably the most fun of all of the more fun comic issues. More fun comics number seventy nine, May nineteen forty two. The return of Mr. Who, because you're not sick of this dude, who really just now seems to feel like all he can do is grow, shrink, and ch- turn into people. Like, he goes invisible, he has, like, fish limbs and stuff, it's like, and he doesn't do any of that anymore, he just grows and, and shrinks and changes into people. He got lamer. If it, yeah. were, if, were, if it were all po- at all possible for a person whose Z-solution literally made him do anything, he he got lamer. I don't know how that's possible. I mean, isn't there an X-Men, or an X-Men with the, those powers? Darwin? Yeah. Yeah, but Darwin, like, never only does the same three things. Darwin literally adapts to every situation. It's like, that's what the Z solution is supposed to be able to do. And he, like, never adapts beyond growing, shrinking, and and changing into people. But he was definitely lamer in the movie. Yeah, well, I don't like to pretend that... I don't like to think about those movies. Those are dumb. First Class was really good on a first watch, and then I thought about it. Yeah, and then you watch it again, you're like, this is dumb? Like, this, all of this is dumb? Thank you for appropriating this entire movement. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, boy. More fun comics, number 80, June 1942. The Octopus's Criminal Carnival. That's another great band name, for those of you out there. Not as good as Roy Revenge and the Threat, but The Octopus's Criminal Carnival? Still good. Still good for a weird, nouveau, sort of weird indie rock band. Uh, yeah. do, do with that with uh, Ooh, what you yeah. will. Uh, people all dressed up in like fancy like 1920s clothes, uh, kind of folk-ish. Yes. Yeah? yeah, I could see that. I'd buy tickets to that. By the way, the octopus is a guy who clearly does not look well and uh, I guess has a gas gun that mimics octopus tentacles for no reason, you know, discernible. I don't... A lot of Gardner, uh, a lot of Gardner Fox's enemies are going to start looking really, really physically unwell for a lot of reasons, and I don't. They're cartoons. Yeah, they're, they're cart. They're we have transitioned into villain of the week, and it's Batman. It's there's fucking Batman. There's a it is the no, epitome of Batman. Just like the Rogues Gallery, none of them stick, but they're like, okay, what do we got? We got uh, or the Flash's Rogue Gallery. Who do we got? We got a guy with a paste gun one 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 better it's dick tracy it's more dick tracy than it's flat top and noodle nose and it's guys like that where it's it's guys who physically embody a certain trait as opposed to i'm a themed villain like and potentially i haven't read any any dick tracy okay it's they're dick tracy villains and i'll go in to explain why 
Um, the octopus does not look like an octopus, though. Looks like a dead person who is walking around. It's just not right. More fun comics number 81, July 1942. The Clock. Yep. Uh, a guy named The Clock brings fake errors to accept lost inheritances that are put out on bulletins. So The Clock literally has a face that looks like a clock face except there's no numbers on it and his mustache looks like clock hands like that's (laughs) what i'm saying that's what i'm saying these are dick tracy villains like these are just it's and totally out of place compared to the Nyarl Amen and like, oh, the yeah, old no, sorcerers they, and crap. And I was like, where, what, we where are these guys one, hiding? 180 degree uh, tone shift. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's baffling to me because he was going, he was doing really well at first and now it's like, alright, I mean, we're doing this now, I guess. Uh, more Fun Comics, number 82, August 1942. The Red Sage sells uh, phony fortune-telling predictions to get repeat customers. The Red Sage also has a weird card motif for no reason and almost makes the Royal Flush Gang it's really strange. Like, he dresses up a bunch of people to look like face cards and to, like, beat up mm-hmm. Dr. Fate. I'm like, this is just the Royal Flush Gang. I don't know what that is. That's a Batman group of people who dress up like card-themed villains and, like, do things. It's literally, like, there's seven yeah. versions of the Royal Flush Gang, and I'm like, this is literally <laughs> just them, but for Dr. Fate for no reason. More Fun Comics, number 83, September 1942. The two Fates, uh, two guys who are uh, Romany, uh, pretend to be Fate weavers of tapestries um and they con crime bosses into weaving them tapestries of good fortune it's about it these are the roma people that matt was referencing earlier who are definitely called the g word and i, I will get That's back right, into that, that is a slur isn't it i forgot about that. yeah i will get again i will get back into that more fun comics number uh 84 october 1942 dr fate stops a man who uses hobby toys and gimmicks for committing crimes very interesting uh that's the toy man like, that's just yeah. who that is. Yeah. Uh, or the trickster. More Fun Comics, number 85, November 1942. Kent gets a job as a medical intern. And they spell intern really weird, and it bothers the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, it's but th- French. But then again, I, re- I realized later that his boss was French, so he was saying things weird. And I was like, yeah. all right. Also, okay. doctor. Yeah, I just... Ugh, that was unnecessary. <laughs> it was unnecessary. Unnecessary was, Frenchness? Yeah, unnecessary. Five-yard penalty. Repeat first time. Yeah. Go back, sir. Go back and just make the guy normal. Because <laughs> it's like the, the phonetic spelling never goes well in comics like this. Um, but while he's a doctor, he also stops a cosmetic surgeon from changing the faces of Nazi agents. Um, that's an interesting story. They kind of go a little bit in Glorious Bastards on this guy. And they like yeah. literally tattoo swastikas on his face, which is really strange. Um, that's in the Instagram as well. More fun comics, number 86, December 1942. Dr. Fate saves a, a country doctor from being killed by mobsters who kidnapped him to treat their wounded. More fun comics, number 87, January 1943. Happy New Year. Dr. Fate stops the frog from kidnapping people out of hospitals. <laughs> the frog right. literally looks like a man who should be in a hospital because his eyes are bulbous and his mouth is wide. He looks wall-eyed and it's scary and I worry for his health. And Kent, as a doctor, should also be like... Are you okay, man? Like, this can't be normal. Like, and everyone else in this world looks normal but you. Like, is this a disease? Are you malformed? Are you okay? And he just, like, is like, nah, screw you, I've got strong legs and shit. And just, like, kicks Kent. It's really weird. More Fun Comics, number 88, February 1943. Mad Dog McBain also looks like a dog face. Kills a witness sent to testify against him after Kent operates on him. And Kent thinks that he failed the operation and really this guy just used shitty anesthetic to kill the guy on the table more fun comics number 89 march 1943 krishna das tells fortunes he makes come true for cash mm-hmm. and kind of hoodwinks i uh 
Inza. I almost said Irene. Wrong person. Wrong girlfriend. Um... (laughs) But Inza almost gets a little bit fooled by this. And I was just like, how many times are we going to have the fortune teller telling made-up fortune story? Like, that's been a recurring thing. Twice yeah. for Dr. Yeah. Fate, but also for other characters. That's like, that's been a thing. So I'm like getting... Um, again, this is another is one... An of, epidemic? Again, another one of these things of like... Was it a thing that like, you know, construction workers had like rackets? Or like, was this a problem in the 1940s that we were unaware of? More Fun Comics, number 90, April 1943. Kent uncovers a man impersonating a doctor at his hospital for nefarious purposes. It's really as detailed as I need to go into that story. (laughs) More Fun Comics, number 91, May 1943. More Mr. Who, in case you were missing that action. Uh, He said this time Dr. Fate gets shrunk by, like, reverse Z solution and has to be shrunk for a while until the Z solution wears off. And that's just dumb. Because, like, apparently also, he like, his magic is useless. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, your magic is probably just as strong. It's just mini. They've also... Tri- and by this point, they have thoroughly transitioned away from it's so, magic being the thing that he does. It angers me so much. That, like, they also explain away his crystal ball as, like, science. And that pissed me off. Like, they've kind... They'd kind of already been leaning towards, like, magic science. Right. But they're definitely leaning harder on them. This is not hex tech, all right, guys? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's not magitech, do that. Magitech, hex tech, all those wonderful things. More Fun Comics, number 92, June 1943. The clock comes back, because more for that guy. Uh, he's been secretly sneaking out of jail to pull heists, but also then coming back to jail. What a dumbass. He literally he literally has a way out of jail that no one knows about, and, like, he goes back? Like, you can't spend that money. You can't use any of your ill-gotten he's gains. Got, he's got all that time. He's building up his funds, and then when he's ready to leave, he can leave. But, like... Come on, man. Especially if he's got a cushy gig going. Like, it, it kind of sounds like he's got an accommodation with the warden. It's so it's so weird. I'm like, you literally have a way out of prison, and then you, you choose to come back. The more I, times you... I mean, you... we literally have the ability to, like, take all our money and buy a house in Nebraska, but we choose to keep working and save money. Yeah, because there's no, video that's, game. That's there's no industry in, in Nebraska for us. Yeah, but... Let's be honest, like, with the, we could probably stretch it out a goodly ways. I don't know. Nebraska's cheap. (laughs) I just, I, I find very little logic to a man whose entire thing is freedom and money going back to jail. Like, the more times you do it, the more times you sneak back in, the more likely you are to get caught. Mm. Literally, it just increases your chances of getting found out, and, like, you do it the one time, and then they freak the hell out, they're like, how did he do it? And then you're just long gone by that time. Could have gone literally anywhere, stayed in the same town, didn't even... Didn't even try to, like, commit crimes elsewhere. Committed crimes in the exact town that he was jailed in. Also true. Like, dumb. <laughs> so many dumb <laughs> so many dumb ideas. God damn it, Clock. More Fun Comics, number 93, July 1943. Fights Lucky Lane, who's a gangster who relies on a lucky ring, and the guy kind of electrocutes himself by accident by touching an electric box with the ring. Pointless, pointless, dumb, non-magic stories. More fun comics. I mean, that's, that's everything in here. Now it is, yeah. Yeah. More fun comics. Number nineteen. Uh, number ninety four. August nineteen forty three. Mister Coffin's nephew tries to fence stolen <laughs> goods through his store by relying on his complacency. That is not even slightly exaggeration. No, no. I'm. Uh, uh. Doctor Fate stumbles upon a man whose name is Mister Coffin, who believes that everything happens for a reason. Therefore, he never tries to save himself. So his nephew's like, "Wow, he just doesn't give a shit." So he's like, "I'm gonna use my uncle's store for you know nefarious means." And 
When his uncle finds out, he beats the crap out of him before he turns him in. He kicks him like once. But, yeah. That was a jerk nephew, man. Yeah. More fun comics, number 95, September 1943. Guy who collects matchboxes leads fate to evidence helping him capture criminals. Again, wish I was making this up. Totally not. I am genuinely entertained by how peeved you are. More fun comics, number 96, October 1943. Fate loses his powers for unknown reasons because a sorcerer of the Caldera who's dressed like the... Caldera. Or Caldera... Dressed like the sorcerer from Fantasia says, P.S. Your powers are going away for 24 hours for no discernible reason. And then he saves a bunch of people in a mine with no powers. Through the power of inspiration. It's... But why, Merlin Magic Man? Why? More fun comics, number 97, November 1943. Fate stops crooks trying to steal a fake Egyptian lamp from a guy who faked the lamp's authenticity. I feel like there's no winners in that story. More fun. We com- the readers yeah, are the winners. Exactly. More fun comics number ninety eight. Last one, guys. December nineteen forty three. A man who looks just like Stumpy Small, a gangster who is incredibly diminutive with red hair who looks like a child. His name, the guy who looks like him, is Henry Halfpint. Let that sink in for a few seconds. Stumpy Small and Henry Halfpint. You know, I'd always thought of the, the the implied quasi-joke being that he looked like a kid, but yeah, it is kind of a, a slag on dwarves, isn't it? Again, Half, Henry Halfpint gets confused for Stumpy Small and is brought in by Stumpy's gang, and then fate has to save him from being embroiled in crimes. What? What? You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. In in ninety six, when he loses his powers, that was almost like Gardner Fox going, Guess what? It doesn't matter. Magic doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. He's capable enough doing this crap on his own. Watch. No powers, no problem. Screw you, man. You built this in denied. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. I just he gave this guy such a cool backstory and powers, and he's got the Tower of Fate, and like shit, Inza stops showing up after a while. Like the last time you see her is the Krishna Das story. I, like, I vaguely huh. remember her like in that one time where the guy's impersonating the doctor at his friggin' medical practice. She like even stops being important. Those last like four or five stories were all like six pages. Yeah. Like, it's even like they stopped caring about this character. Where they're like, you know what, guys? Not important anymore. Six, six pages, cut it in half, no more magic, uh, a bunch of dwarves, and I guess also um, lamps that are fake, made by fake people and stuff. No more fish people, no more sorcerers, no more Atlantis, no more history things, no more fate being like an immortal god guy. He's a doctor, and he's also now a doctor and a doctor. You're welcome. Easier to read. Super super uninteresting now. He got boring. How did a character like that get boring? He also, he lost his friggin' cape after a while, too. Yeah, that, like, that one bugged me. Oh, how do you do that, man? How did you take the fun out of it? I wound up going in a different direction. So, we've ar- we had already seen one directorial pivot, uh, right. editorial pivot, uh, in the last episode. Like, halfway through, they started to humanize Dr. Fate, but they didn't humanize his enemies. It was still fundamentally a magic book. Like, from the very first issue that right. we covered today, it's an immediate 180 
uh, to 50s, 60s cartoon villains, Dick Tracy villains, whatever you want to call it. It's just, here's a super tall villain named Tiny. It's all that. And right. because they're so quick, because the characters are... it's It's gone from being bullshit stories that had magic to being bullshit stories that had punches. I actually... I. Like is a strong word. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a very like strong a, word. Like is a strong word. But I, I see plus this. Yeah, you don't uh, mind it, but also it's not impressing you. And for me, I'm like, you literally took the fun out of this character. Because I it, don't well, I, I think they they took what was fun out of that character and put in something that was a little bit less fun. At least to me. I think it went from a B- minus to a C plus. Let me put it this way. There's nothing distinguishing him now from any of the other characters. You know what? I'm actually going to disagree. It's not horribly shitty writing. It's not good writing no. by any means. But the the same pacing is there, where it's just momentum stores, momentum stores, momentum stores, action happens, and resolution done. That still exists, and I think because it doesn't fall flat on its face, like, tripping over itself, I think it does stand out in that way. The character and the trappings are absolutely interchangeable that's what with I'm everything saying, else. That's, and that's the problem, is a character... You spent so much time... Like, there's an entire issue on him being this magic student from, mm-hmm. you know, Nabu and everything. Which was already a bullshit retcon, and then they bullshit retconned it again. Right, and now I'm sitting here going, like, there's no difference between him, Hawkman, Flash, Green Lantern, or the Sandman. That That's why this character failed. There's nothing interesting about him anymore because you've got three, four other characters that are exactly like him that do more interesting things because their writing is better. Bill Finger is a better writer just because his characters have a little bit more thought put into them and the stories are a lot more complex. Dr. Fate now is essentially just Flash, except he doesn't run fast, he can fly. Or he's Hawkman, except instead of history people, he beats up on contemporary individuals with weird deformities. There's no magic anymore. His magic is explained away as science. He has no cape. He just kind of flies around and punches people. He has a ring. Yeah, the ring, which is like which is also... completely useless. And his and his well, uh, like oh, it does everything and nothing. Yes, and that's again to me that's useless. If there's if if the purpose of an item is to do everything. I mean, it's got a locate item spell. Like it's, I think that's all that it's ever it's used It's literally for, a plot device. A person. It's literally a plot device. There's a time and a but place for that. But at least it's that. consistently a plot device. Right. In, in that particular... It, it it gets introduced to fill a hole in a story, and then it keeps being used in the same way right. later on. It, but it has no other utility other than just being a find that bad guy ring. Versus, I, I didn't necessarily mind that. It's more what matters is that the rest of his magic toolkit was taken away. Right. I mean, like, you take away... Like, he rarely comes back to the Tower of Fate. Yeah. The crystal ball is explained away as a science thing. And so that's not magic. He never uses spells anymore. He never does. His cape never. is gone. His helmet's a half helmet now. And every single panel where he punches somebody, he says a dumb one line. And I'm... It's ugh. constant. It's hilarious in its badness. It's so... It's just... It's disappointing to me. It started off different and interesting, and that's probably why he had 12 pages, but the more he becomes like everybody else, the less he stands out and the less you want to give him pages. It's because, like, yeah, you're also going to have other people in this book, and frankly, they may be more interesting because they're not another dude beating people up in New York. So the thing that I kind of hate to say is, 
I think we're reaching the point where, except for a few specific characters, mainly ones with superpowers, we keep seeing this arc of they go for a little ways and then they get changed dramatically and they're no longer as good. Uh, no longer as interesting like we certainly saw with Sandman we're definitely seeing it here Sandman never had a content drop off he plateaued but he never had a content drop off Sandman never got any worse than he already was I think he got I I think Sandman got worse I think once they uh, like after a couple issues of the lady with the evening clothes uh, at that point it did drop in quality and I I don't know I feel like Mm. we're having this conversation a lot that there's a major editorial change and then everything is less good. And that's good that you bring that up because this is important for those of you who are playing at home because if you remember the Sandman um, is not a big player character in DC. If you don't know that, you know now because I just said it to you. Um, Jay Garrick, Flash, uh, Carter Hall, Hawkman, and now Dr. Fate, Kent Nelson... This is the lineup for the Justice Society. These are the guys you couldn't sell, so we put them all in a single book. Mm-hmm. So it's good like, that we're seeing that, because now we have context for them being in that book together. So I'll, so I guess the piece to take from that is, yeah, I do think that there is that drop-off, but I think the the perspective to bear in mind on it is that this isn't necessarily atypical. No, so yeah, this was... That, that's what I keep coming back to is... Yeah, when you get to this point of, okay, people like superhero comics, look at Superman, look at Batman, I guess we need to make superhero comics. They can't all be jams. And it's and it's evident that they can't all be successes, and this is what happened to those guys that weren't successes. You know, Gardner Fox and Bill Finger are credited with, like, hundreds of characters that were created in the DC Universe... They weren't all success, and we're seeing that, which is good because this is what you're. This is what happened in the Golden Age was you had these characters who were born out of just what seems like it's a guy throws a dart with throws a dart magic who lives in throws a dart. Man, we got to get more cities up there than New York. <laughs> and for, Although it was interesting that they started specifically referring to the city as Gotham yeah, for they, a little and while. And they also said Metropolis a couple times, once as a city as a metropolis, but then mm-hmm. they also said Metropolis, Metropolis. Oh, I didn't catch that second it was before this. It was before the one where they say the Metropolis. Huh. And so, and, well, he also references Superman at one point, too. One guy is shooting at him. He goes, what are you, Superman? Because the bullets oh, bounce off of him. about that. And, okay, so that's a bit where I will fully agree it was fucking bullshit that they started having the bullets bounce instead of get absorbed. Right. Like, there are little pieces of retcon bullshit that I hate. Right. But, for for people who remember that I hate when they reference other comics in these comics, (laughs) that's the right way to do it. You don't reference your book in your book unless it's a very clear joke. Uh, and instead of I read about your exploits in Hawkman to Hawkman, uh-huh. that's weird. That is actually weird. And my last thing, because you know, obviously we're done with um, the summaries. We we're, we're going to talk about the G word, Gypsy, real quick. Obviously a racial slur. We've covered that a couple times in this show. Um, not a good word to use. I'm only using it 
because saying the G word is there's a lot of G words, and it's I'm not saying it as intestinal. Yeah, I could be saying that or great or Guggenheim. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of G words out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important to be able to right. say things illustratively. So, when is it okay for that word to be used in a mainstream media? Big example: Pacific Rim. The giant robot's name is Gypsy Danger. Why is that okay? Huh. Um, actually, pause for a moment. Pause. Okay, never mind. I thought that uh, it might be used in the NATO phonetic alphabet, but it seems no. Yeah, so... Golf? Yeah, golf. India Hmm. Golf Niner. Sorry, that's an Incredibles reference for those of you out there. (laughs) Hey there. It's been too long since I saw that movie. Um, yeah. No capes. Yeah, no capes, guys. Yeah, that obviously, was Doctor. Super wrong. Obviously, uh, Doctor Fate took that note. Um, but yeah, why is Gypsy Danger okay? Why are we okay with that? Also, I see a couple people on my Facebook feed occasionally referring to the hashtag Gypsy Life, and I'm like, that's not cool. Like when they're like, I I don't have a lot of you know permanent leases, and I move from apartment to apartment, etc. I was like. Is there is there a, a like some sort of rule book for this word that I'm unfamiliar with? Like you can't call a person one of those, but like when you're using it as an adjective, it's okay. I don't understand. Most likely, it's just a, an awareness thing. Yeah. Like I, I mean, it takes a while and a lot of concentrated effort for awareness to be brought about to everybody that hey this is the effect that this word has and this is not okay hmm. uh i mean look at how many gay and transgender jokes were just de rigueur for a long time and it's only very recently that that's really come under scrutiny of oh wait we as really the privileged majority did not realize that this was hurtful and then you get in the hurdle of what getting people to care about that but like i i would not be surprised if the vast majority of people didn't know that that g word is a slur <laughs> like i occasionally for, i i had actually forgotten until this conversation to be honest right no it's just a thing that i remember because for reasons i don't know why i remember things and i have a rare condition that doesn't allow me to forget anything as you well know when i remember stupid dumb comic things for no reason whatsoever. India Golf Nine are Incredibles. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just uh, it was something I thought of today when I was uh, reading these and taking my notes. I was like, when have, like, why is it okay in Pacific Rim? Just a thought. Anyway, that's that's it for me. I don't know about you. How much more you've got? Uh, not we covered a, we covered a lot. We did, yeah. Uh, not a whole bunch on my end. Like we've we've kind of already covered the big one, which is. Major editorial pivot. Uh, I was fine with it. It was different bullshit, same caliber of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was okay and enjoyed the previous round of bullshit. Uh, But besides that, um, I talked a little bit about how I hated that bullets started bouncing off him. Mm -hmm. Like, they retcon... I don't mind the change in tone so much, but the retcons that they did in this episode's worth of issues bug the shit out of me because it was unnecessary. They'd already just done a retcon, 
and suddenly instead they've got this Chaldean uh, wizard who looks straight up Merlin. Uh, they've got bullets bouncing off him. They've got the removal of the cape. They've got uh, the ring. I didn't mind the ring so much, but it was sort of emblematic of, oh, we're changing the way everything works. And it's like, okay, that wasn't necessary. You could have just taken things away instead of revamping the things that you hadn't taken. It was weird. I, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah, um, I mean, the tone shift is fine. Like, I didn't mind the fun tone. I I minded the legit removal of magic. So there's let's say rather the uh, motif the, or theming, the motif and theme change. Okay, rather. that's that, that's yeah, I agree that's with what you I there instead of tone. Yeah, that's uh, poor choice of words yeah, on my part. That's fine. Uh, words are weird. Yeah, ain't that true? Caldea. Uh, so C H A L D E A. Most likely, so that refers to a culture, nation, sort of combination. Uh, probably meant to refer to the Chaldeans of about 500 plus BC, when they were apparently a very powerful Mesopotamian uh, nation. Dope. So that's probably where that came from. Yeah, and cause... for some reason, a Chaldean wizard is now the person who gave Dr. Fate his powers. And that's all I'm going to say on that subject. Mm. I want to briefly touch on the Inza-Kent relationship again. Uh, they do give more to that. Like, a lot of this pivot is about adding humanity to uh, Dr. Fate. Like, they were already moving that direction, but like you heard us mention, they make him an actual doctor. Like, it, that is one, in my mind, that is just, okay, how can we make him more like a real person? Okay, here we go. Grounding, 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 grounding. Uh, but the other piece that gets a little more play in this round is the Inza-Kent relationship, and it is more explicitly romantic. Um, what I come back to is it's it's still so utilitarian of a relationship that even though Inza, maybe like 50% of the time, winds up playing the damsel in distress, doesn't bug me as much because there's A, there's still times where she does stuff like, I'll distract them, you get changed and come back out here. Alright, cool, you're playing the role. She saves uh, him from hanging that one time by yeah. throwing a sword. Yeah. Like, Inza may be my favorite of Gardner Fox's, like, sidekick women. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. But, there are also times where she is explicitly the damsel in distress. Uh, and, I don't feel like the relationship winds up being an issue or even like a focus just because it's so utilitarian like there's no real screen time on it there's no real discussion of feelings or anything like there there's certainly no uh i I don't remember ever seeing like a patriarchal bit like the only time that it was ever like oh gardner fox uh was when she goes to visit uh krishna das krishna das uh he's like you know, I have a sneaking suspicion that Enzo went to see him anyways, despite us me saying that, nah, he's probably not actually, like, a seer. So he looks on her in her, his crystal ball, and, oh, lo and behold, she's been kidnapped. Uh, that's, like, the only time it's like, dude, that's private space. Uh, but it's so utilitarian that the... It's the Cena as face. It's so forced, and so much just like, okay, this is ed- editorial fiat. Like, that it strips away a lot of the earnestness, a lot of the uh, force behind it. The same thing happens here. Like, this relationship is so mandated, it is so plot-driven, that it's just like, okay, well, let's 
there's no real emotion there for me to latch onto. It's just, all right, I, I'll take it as red because it's not impacting the emotion of the story any. So that that interested me that even though it, I guess it works because it screws itself over the least. I think really that that speaks to the fact that Gardner Fox can write. It's just that when he writes stuff that is inoffensive, it's so driven. Like, Dr. Fate is inoffensive because it never f- stops to focus on anything. Yep. Yep. And just in this sense, it's not patriarchal, it's not offensive um, or sexist because it doesn't stop to focus. Yeah. I, and I think it's... It almost depresses me. Actually, it does, it does bum me out that it was so readable for that reason. Like, this is... This is the kind of shit you can pick up and just read, 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 read for, well, I guess it's probably like four hours worth of reading. Uh, and then you're done and nothing sticks. There's there's no reason for anything to stick. It's like, <laughs> oh, that was, uh, that was funny with the clock. Unless you're me. Mm. And then I'll never forget it. You are the literal elephant in the room. It is. Not, such a not curse. Literal, but... Me and Daniel O'Brien, or Dini Obini, uh, share the same curse. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh god, I gotta get you watching no. obsessive pop culture Even, disorder. And I just need a drink now. I need <laughs> there for those of you out there who enjoy this, but about other stuff, please watch obsessive pop culture disorder on uh, Cracked. Very fun. Uh, it is uh, much quicker than this stuff, but oh boy, does it go into some deep stuff. And um, I think we're probably going to wrap it up there. That's, I don't think there's much else to talk about or linger I literally, here. The, literally, the only thing I have left is my brain just made like three jumps through other cracked shows and thought, man, working customer support at a dating site must be horrible. It really is, I'm sure. And just hearing all of those painful stories. God. On a lighter note-ish. <laughs> Please be good to your customer support representatives. Yeah. Because we remember and we never forget. Also, just, again, new book, team book. This is going to prove my theory that these guys are interchangeable. I'm excited. We also don't know who wrote it. Big money on the table right now. Uh, It's probably Gardner Fox. (laughs) It's a smart bet. Joanne's Joanne's got the money on that and and the pool that we have going in the office right now. She's got it written up on the blackboard and... I'm hope blackboard. Ma- yeah, it's a we're noir, man. Have you heard the noises you can make on those? No, that's what I don't like it either. But she insisted. She brought it from home, man. I'm not going right, to tell her she can't. Yeah, she, there's yeah. only so many things she's allowed in the office, and I'm, I'm letting her have her blackboard. She and, has to pay for her own command strips. Yeah, but she also brought that flower in, and that's nice. Uh, that she is she nice. takes care yeah. of that well. Yeah. Um, but really, at the end of the day, like she's got Gardner Fox. I have Mystery Writer. And that's the odds on that at the moment are not are not in my favor. I don't know who you, who you got in the pool, Bill Finger. I'm gonna actually go with a time traveling Frank Miller. Ooh, I'm not ready to be that offended. Good. Not... That makes this a surprise. I know, right? <laughs> God, time traveling Alan Moore, oh, man. Brad Morrison, Frank Miller. Hodgepodge Cthulhu monster. Like I'm just trying to the imagine Mo- what Alan Moore would have written if he'd actually like gone through World War II like J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, it's gonna be Gardner Fox. <laughs> I don't want Joanne to win, but 
We're going to wrap it up. We're going to play Guess That Author at the end of the next episode. And Can, uh, can we get, like, a theme song? Or I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully find some music. Hopefully. Kevin McLeod has yet to let me down. And uh, I don't think of his music as being especially jingle-ish, though. Oh, I'm just pulling from that library that is tagged noir and jazz. <laughs> that man Kevin has McLeod, an, you're amazing. That man has an extensive library, and I am going That's to... That's not innuendo at all. No, it isn't, because <laughs> libraries are dope. Um, so yeah, more fun comics next. And the episode better. DC Detectives is brought to you on iTunes and Stitcher. Stay in the know. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our website for more. When we found Nelson, he was changed. Less magic, more one-liners, and a medical degree to boot. What made it weirder was that Inza was rolling with this newer Dr. Fate. Was this an improvement? Was the now more human Dr. Fate going to be better for the world? We weren't sure. John was, however, certain he'd be more effective in a team of all-stars. And just like that, we had our next case.